Welcome to Perspective Shift. Mike, how are you doing today? I am doing wonderful, uh, Frank. Yeah, Great to see you. We have a very special guest with us this uh, morning. <laughs> Thank yeah. you for joining us. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. So today we have, uh, it is Sarah and it's Sonnefeld, correct? Yes, Sarah Sonnefeld. Great to have you on the show, Sarah. Thank you so much for taking the time this morning. Yeah, where are you Thank coming you. from, Sarah? I am actually in a very tiny town of Blenheim, Ontario. I don't know oh, if you've ever heard really? of it. Is it, uh, Canada, is it huh? I haven't <laughs> heard of it, but I know Ontario. Um, is it snowing up there yet? Uh, yeah, not so. yet. Not yet. <laughs> um, it's close to snowing. Um, but yeah. yeah, we're close to Chatham. I don't know if you've heard of Chatham or Windsor. Yeah, I've heard of Windsor, yeah. <laughs> Near those. Yeah. Are yeah. you born and raised then in Canada? Yep, in the small town of okay. Tilbury, Tilbury, Ontario. Yeah, that's so cool. <laughs> so, what was it like growing up there? You know, in a small town. Oh, very small town. Um, you know, I had my sister and my parents, and we had um a small house. And my parents eventually, um, well, we they got a little bit of an inheritance, so we did move from a smaller house into a larger house, uh, which was nice, nice but very small town kind of just went to the town pool you know rode your bikes um yeah that sort of thing played hide and go seek around the neighborhood um, all right fun. so it's just like you know all right that's a fun thing small yeah. town living yeah mm. i love that i did not grow up in a small town i was born here in arizona <laughs> and so pretty pretty big town etc but um i love it here you know i've been to canada a few times um okay. i've always enjoyed it you guys have a great spirit over there, and uh, uh, people are always so friendly. I, very I've happy, loved yeah. Canada. <laughs> I've yeah. never seen a miserable Canadian. Yeah, neither no, <laughs> have I. <laughs> we're always happy. It's all, we're always sorry. Yeah, now I'm from New York, we're not sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we never sound like miserable. Uh, never <laughs> sorry in New York. Yeah. I would love to go to Arizona. I've never been. We've been talking about a trip. Me and my husband haven't yeah. been away yet. And we're thinking that's a possibility, Arizona. Yeah, a lot of Canadians, uh, like half the Canadians go to Florida. The other half come mm -hmm. to Arizona. Arizona or Jamaica. This is the best time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is the best time. Um, too. What is it going to be like 80 degrees or something? Yeah, it's literally going to be perfect today. Mike, my, my, oh. so jealous. Sweater, yeah, like <laughs> a winter jacket on this morning. But, but when I first came in, cold. Yeah. I am cold. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I, it, that's out of our oven stage, and here we are now, in, walking into the, the, the reason everybody moves here and lives in Arizona. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I would just you love know. to be able to go so, and take a walk and it not be freezing <laughs> yeah and and that's what i'm absolutely gonna do <laughs> is <laughs> is try to enjoy some of this weather sarah tell us a little bit about yourself in the sense of where you are at on your spiritual journey okay. how do you kind of run into perspective shift where are things at currently kind of or what's going on in your life so it sounds like you you first were introduced to perspective shift a couple of years back um, yeah, and you so, said it was right after the, the death of your father or your stepdad? Yeah, my stepdad, um, Jim, during the corona um, virus and all that, um, he actually was going through another um, 
uh, what I guess you call um, cancer. He he had gone through cancer kind of my whole life, um, in and out of the hospital, recovering, coming back out. And he was in the hospital again for the coronavirus. There was some complications and and he ended up passing, which was very tragic. Just we didn't yeah. see it coming, considering he always yeah. like overcame things before. And but he always used to say to me, like, Sarah, you gotta look at things from a different perspective. Just having, I guess, a negative mindset. And so when I saw you guys on Spotify perspective shift, it really made me just want to listen to you because that's what he always said. Like, look at things with a different perspective. So were yeah. you guys very close? Yes, we were very close. Um, I would say he was the only person that was really there for me to kind of like listen to me and all um, like, I don't know, I make up silly little animal poems and he was really the person to kind of just be there for me and listen to me no matter what. I think maybe we all kind of have a person like that in our lives. Um, yeah. Yeah, so that was really just, it was a tragic, tragic thing. Very hard to go through in my life losing that person. And I think in a lot of ways I wanted to honor him and his name by living a better life and living my best life, I guess you could say. So from there, I decided I was going to quit drinking and quit smoking cigarettes. And now I'm two years without a cigarette and I'm going on two years without a drink this February 14th. So. Wow. Congratulations. How are you feeling? And I feel amazing. Yeah. I've never felt this right. good since before I started drinking like 14. <laughs> So. Yeah. You started drinking at 14? Yeah. Well, in Canada, it's Oh, yeah. And so I date, I had a boyfriend Drink. when I was 14. I dated someone who was 19. So he bought me all my booze. She started at 14. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Yeah. And half the fun yeah. when I was younger was I was uh, able to drink. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, I was at that age. It's that funny. Yeah. So yeah. I remember that. Uh, alcohol struggle for you was it something that you um, actually felt like was an issue in your life oh yeah for sure um definitely just took me away from everything else kind of like taking care of myself like wanting to just you know make proper meals and like pizza every day <laughs> just yeah. kind of not caring about myself really and um just always going towards alcohol and that was like my go-to, like my best friend kind of. And even though I was only having a couple a day, like I felt, you know, the end of it, I was really only having like four maybe tall cans of beers, but it was enough to like, it was all I was looking forward to. And I didn't want to just have one thing to look forward to anymore. I wanted to just kind of have more. <laughs> I know what you mean. I, I, so, yeah. I haven't had a drink probably in a few years either. I can't even remember the last time I even caught a buzz. But um, I do remember when I would mm -hmm. try to drink regularly or I would come home and I would have two, three beers or whatever. And um, it's definitely used as an escape. <laughs> it's yeah. a way to turn off the thinking mind. It's a way to exactly. get out of uh, the, the thoughts, this prison of thoughts that we're um, stuck in. Yeah. yeah, you know, yeah. and... and 
that's kind of um, where I feel like a lot of people are at is, Mm -hmm. you know, we don't understand what this instrument is that we have. And we're not taught what that instrument is. And so we grow up thinking, okay, we're just a separate self. We're this separate body. You know, Mm -hmm. we have to go out. We have to make money. We have to make as much money as we possibly can because that's the only way to, you know, uh, find comfort, uh, find safety, and to, uh, quote, unquote, uh, be happy or experience life. And um, I uh, remember pulling away from alcohol and – or I remember using alcohol as a way to, you know, uh, to check out, to turn off the, you know, those, those flood of thoughts that are constantly mm-hmm. kind of, you know, eaten, you know, around you, et cetera. Have you found yourself uh, working on any modalities like such as like meditation or breath work or anything like that as you, um, you know, stop drinking, et cetera, things to kind of just yeah. help you connect with your inner self? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I have been trying to. I know sometimes I find it difficult to just sit down and meditate. <laughs> I find maybe my way of meditation <laughs> is listening to podcasts like this and trying to clear my mind that way. Um, I guess, like, I also yeah. sometimes listen to Joyce Meyer in the morning. I like to listen to her sermons and her kind of attitude. And um, also, the Nike, I listen to. I don't know if you've ever done any of those Nike um, kind of exercises on Netflix or heard of those. But But, yeah, they're they're like Nike kind of yoga things. And it really helps me kind of get out of my head and into my body. I've also been going for walks just around the house. I have a very like small house, but we have a giant yard. So I'll just walk around the yard for like, I'll take an hour and in the morning kind of get me my mindset for the day and into like a, just a different state. Yeah. Well, that actually is a definition of meditation. Meditation is not necessarily just sitting on a couch with a candle and Mm -hmm. some peaceful music. That is one way of doing it. Um, mm-hmm. more effective way is the way you're actually doing it because most people don't conduct their day by just sitting on the couch. They actually conduct their day moving around, interacting with nature and, and human beings. So that's kind mm-hmm. of what we're trying to convey here is like um, getting even beyond because I know some people that have addictions to meditation. Yeah. Oh, okay. like, well, I meditate three hours a day in a dark room. Like, and it, it, it's interesting to me, meditation, like for three hours, I've done that is more of like going to a rock concert. It's just an experience. It, I'm not trying to get anywhere with it. But yeah. if you think you need to do it, it then becomes another addiction. It's another um, thing. Yeah. It yeah, because it's all of these things we do are permission slips, which grant us experiences in the, in the world. But really where that true peace comes from, it comes from within. There's mm-hmm. nothing to do to get that peace. But once we're at that peace, Walking in your loft or your garden or hanging out with your cat and your husband is mm-hmm. just a representation or expression of that peace rather than people are trying to do all these things to get to peace because alcohol got you there by distracting you. That's why they call alcohol spirits. You know, it could false, false represent. It just stops you from thinking. Okay. I never when you're, yeah. Like when you're, when you're, um, you know, in the mix of doing things such as walking in the garden, you're not thinking, you're perhaps pondering. So the mm-hmm. more we do stuff like that, but when we go back in, 
and you do that, like, oh, today was a great day, you realize it wasn't walking the garden. It was But then the walking in the garden. Just having some technical difficulties. Is, was part and parcel of that. So the stand is we are the meditation. Our life is the meditation. It's not something we do on. Side, what we do on sad all the time. I like how Frank brought so up. We, are you hearing us? Can you hear us? Um, the, it just kind of it's kind of like cutting out a little bit. Let us unmute. Yeah, it's a little hesitant. We can see yeah. you and we can hear you. Can, you. can you hear us? Okay, now it's good. Now it's good. It must just have been a little thing. But yes, walking in the garden and all right. <laughs> And, and having that moment or that time to just be with yourself. And mm -hmm. when we say yourself, we're talking about, you know, that quiet space within you. Um, yes. I, I liked what Frank was talking about with how meditation become a, can become addictive. And, and that's true. Like anything, as we create these habits, you know, and we can become addicted to anything. And there are people mm -hmm. who, if they don't get an hour uh, meditation in that morning, then they feel like their whole day is thrown off. And it's like, whoa, 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 we shouldn't mm -hmm. need something, you know, um, outside of us or we, that the idea that we have to do something in order to get into a certain state, hmm. that yeah. that is a misconception that this state is around us at all times. This is something that never goes away. It's something that you For can sure. drop into at any and every moment. Mm -hmm. And it's just when we turn off the thinking mind that we begin to truly experience our higher self or our true self. And uh, I like how you, you, you explained that, Frank. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Definitely <laughs> makes me think of, makes me think of days where I pushed um, videos like this and on my husband and trying to get him to listen. <laughs> yeah. And it makes me feel yeah. bad. You know, like I have to start my day with listening to, like I've definitely been there and, Thinking about that definitely makes me have a different perspective on it and see how, like, that was, it's not the right thinking at all. <laughs> like, I see how it helps me in my life, but to, yeah, make it be the, the thing that I need just makes it a, just like another, like, alcohol, right? Just another yeah. thing I'm chasing. <laughs> Yeah, but it's kind of like the cart and the horse. So, like, if you wake up in the morning, you're drawn to li listen to Joyce Myers, do it. Don't mm -hmm. be like, oh, I should not need to do this. It's when you wake up in the morning, you don't feel like listening to her and you think you need to. Mm -hmm. That's that's when it becomes problematic. So, yeah, because the interaction with the outside world is why we're here. But we want mm -hmm. to put the, the horse in front of the cart. So how do we feel? So when we start to feel good, it leads you into, like, obviously... Something led you to stop listening to Joyce Myers and said mm -hmm. for years, and then um, a connection with your stepdad using perspective yeah. shift, and then you found uh, Mike and I, which yeah, you know, for that. So my but stepdad, and, and a, he's always yeah. kind of pushed, like he's always tried to push Christianity on me very hard. So I would go to yeah. church with him sometimes, and I pick up a Joyce Meyer book. Yeah. Um, that's kind of what brought me to that. And, I definitely like I believe in Christian values and morals and that, but I don't believe that it's the only way. 
and Jesus is the only way into heaven. <laughs> like, I think Jesus had an amazing message that, yeah, like, you know, <laughs> and like a lot. Well, of I, yeah, I, you know, a lot of people mistake when he, Jesus said, I am the way, but he wasn't talking about Jesus from Nazareth. He was talking about I am, which all of us are. Yeah. So yeah. he was trying to convey to people that you are that in which I am. He said, even at least among you can do as I've done even greater. And a lot mm -hmm. of times people leave that out. So Christianity is a great understanding, but we have to take uh, Jesus or Joshua, have you look at it, was a man, but he was proclaiming these things, just kind of like Mike and I are proclaiming it, and you're proclaiming it now. There's something there, but how we acquiesce. Because, you know, the one thing Jesus never talked about is what to do on a daily basis as far as what to eat, you know, what exercises mm -hmm. do, you know. He never laid out a plan for people to do. He just was mm -hmm. the kingdom of heavens within you. So I was like, okay. And then you start to really look at that self-inquiry. It's like, oh, I am the I am. Because when you say, like, I am Sarah, we put mm -hmm. more emphasis on Sarah. I'm like, but you actually, I am should be more emphasis. And Sarah is the concept in which you know, your parents gave you the name and you, we mm -hmm. build up these um, things, uh, you know, I... I I am or I was, however you want to label it, an alcoholic. But that's just a character. Like, just like Tom Hanks is no longer Forrest Gump. Mm -hmm. But he was. At one point, he melded together and played this role called Forrest Gump. Yeah. And, oh, I hate that concept. But, I'm an alcoholic. Like, it just, that bothers me so much. Yeah. And I think that really does keep people in a kind of, like, box when you label yourself an yeah. alcoholic. Yeah, it definitely does. It, it does. But, you know, in the beginning, like, because I've talked to a lot of people in the beginning, it, that box can keep them safe. So mm -hmm. it's so that once they it's like building the uh, the 10 foot wall around your house keeps you safe. But after a while, you want to knock it down, maybe put a four, four foot chain link fence so you could see beyond that. And that's mm -hmm. that's the work. No one should tell you to knock down the wall. But as people do, because I've had uh, close friends that were um, addicted to alcohol and drugs. And I had a friend, he, he said, I remember years after saying this, after he got out, he was probably like six, seven years sober. And I'm like, how are things going? He's like, I live in a triangle. I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, I go to work, I go to AA, and I come home. I go to work, I go to AA, come home. And I'm like, dude, you're going to snap if you don't find something else. Mm -hmm. And he really, he, that's what he was professing to me. Like, he realized something like that. And, you know, luckily for him, he started uh finding other things out there where he was loosening up on this is who I am mm -hmm. rather than this is who this is the role I once played. See, that's, that's mm -hmm. the whole tug, uh, tug of war is we think we need to hold on to these uh, stories about who we are, you know, like Frank's friend that he's just describing, you know, mm -hmm. I am an alcoholic on this, yeah. I'm that. Every day, what we are, who we are, experience, et cetera. And so if every day we're telling her I'm this, you know, or I'm that, or I'm no, you know, I can't go to this event because alcohol is going to be served there. I can't do Yeah, You absolutely can. We just have never been taught that that voice inside of our head is not us. Mm -hmm. Those are simply thoughts. And we, we weren't taught what this instrument is. We weren't taught that, hey, this thinking mind is actually used to experience. It's used to be right here, right now, and to take in our five senses, et cetera, all of this. But we have uh, 
put this weird emphasis on the thinking mind, especially in like Western culture, that we need to figure things out and that we need to, you know, um, plan and we need, we need to do all of this um, mental exercise when mm -hmm. in reality, life is flowing. Life will continue to flow. It always has. It always will. And it's, it's learning to step into that flow and allow, not step in and we can call it thinking, but what it really is, is it's us, our mind judging. I don't like this. I do like this. This would be mm. better if this was this way. If I only had this type of family and if I only grew up this way, this would have never happened to me. You know, if I came from money, all these different things are these judgments that have just become a mind pattern, a habit, you know, mm -hmm. a series of thoughts that we think of on a daily basis and we're identifying with them and we are calling us that saying that's who Sarah is. That's who Mike is. Mm -hmm. That's who Frank is when no, those are a series of thought patterns. Those are a series of habits. I can see that because I'm aware of it. What we are is the awareness. We have this awareness that's a part of us that sees all this happening, hears all this. And it's learning to detach from that and go, Oh, I'm none of that. I've never been mm -hmm. any of that. I've just been identifying with it and calling myself that day after day after day. And mm -hmm. I've become the character. I only identify with the character rather than stepping back and knowing that there's this whole being your, your true self behind this character, if you will. Mm -hmm. Frank, you want to expand on that? Um, well, yeah. What I could ask you is now that you're on this uh, journey, when you took mm -hmm. this uh, hard left turn, if you will, have you noticed any synchronicities that are popping up in your life? Because this, this is Great really question. what people want to hear about. It's like, okay, here mm -hmm. we are. You went through this thing. Okay. Um, what happened on the other side? Because when we start to open up to new ideas, new concepts, the world expands. And in, in the way it expands for us, we notice synchronicities start to occur. So give us a little detail in your life, what you've noticed since you quit smoking and quit drinking and, and do Joyce Myers and, and others once in a while. And you know, like what, like how, because it's, we want to make sure people know is, yes, it's not, it's not a mundane life without cigarettes and drinking. I mean, just, it's actually more exciting. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, yeah, definitely. So what are some synchronicities that hit you? Yeah. So I do have one specific story I can tell you, but um, apart from yeah, just that's why we're here. <laughs> being like so kind of more in tune with people and just feeling love like I never had when I was drinking, kind of, because when I was drinking, I was just so stuck in my head of, I guess, hating myself and hating on myself that I didn't feel that love from, you know, my family, my mom, my dad, my sister, even just like somebody you know just your co-workers or but so um recently I had something amazing happen but I'm having things like this happen to me every day really um I was kind of on just talking to Jeff my husband and I was telling him so I have this painting I thought you'd be interested in it because he works on the railroad and it was a picture of a train so I was looking looking around for a while to find this picture and um to, I finally found it and I'm like it's pretty cool because it has some stones glued to the front of the picture and anyways I showed it to him he was like oh that's awesome 
I didn't think much of it. The next day, um, the very next day, I was on my way to work to the furniture store that I have been working at and just, you know, thinking like, wow, this is just amazing. I've, I've gone from like working at the factory and just really hating my job to working at this amazing like furniture store and like being a great salesperson. And I'm like, I just hit my goal of like beating my husband and how much I made in one day. Like I just, you know, like things have just been happening left and right. And I kind of just said like a prayer, like out into the universe. And I was like, like, please, God, just show me, is this where I'm supposed to be? Like, am I supposed to be working here? Because, you know, I've, I've been through about 10 jobs since I moved to Blenheim from where I lived before. So it's been, it's been difficult. And I was really wanting that confirmation of, am I, is this where I'm supposed to be working? Like, is this where I'm supposed to be in life? And um, so I went to work and it was a very slow day. I had a customer come up to me and he said he was looking for a specific painting. And I said, okay, sure. Like I'll bring you over the paintings. And he's like, but it's not just any painting. It actually has rocks glued to the front of it. And I was like, okay, that's weird. And he's like, it's a train uh, painting. And I just yeah. couldn't believe it. Like my jaw dropped. Like he showed me this painting of a train that looked just like the, the painting that I just painted and I just showed Jeff the night before and I hadn't thought about this painting in, you know, like years, actually, like over five years. And just for, the, for this customer to, you know, come in and like ask for that same painting, like, and for me to, you know, I don't normally typically on my way to work, ask for a sign from, from God to show me things. And just automatically, I thought about that, that I had asked on my way to work. And it's just like, wow like this is where I'm supposed to be like it just kind of hit me like like yeah every moment we are where we're supposed to be and I kind of made like yeah. a little note in my diary like that night like if it's not where I'm supposed to be I'm I should, maybe I should be painting <laughs> so. yeah, I love that that's a very cool story and yeah. synchronistic yeah, it, it's, yeah. Profound. It, it's profound that you looked at because a lot of times people have and they come across synchronistic things. They they call it happenstance, but the the fact that you recognize it, mm -hmm. that's everything. And that's it's go, comes in the form of what we call gratitude. When you actually understand how the universe works in that way, other though the human mind can't conceive of it, it's very difficult. Like you can never conjure up the fact that you found a, a painting you did several years ago, and then a customer that you've never met would come in and ask for the uh, very same thing. Yeah, but it shows you that the universe is yielding to our wishes, but what are our wishes, right? What mm -hmm. is our perspective? What are we asking for today? Are we asking for, oh shit, the shoe's gonna drop today, or this is gonna be a brilliant day? And if if we really understood this we were children, because we never had qualms with this, because we didn't know we were always excited. Even if even if you um spilt milk and you cried for a moment, you you know, you get over it quickly. Yeah. But as we become adults, it's like understanding that this is exactly how the universe works. Mm -hmm. So worrying about what's going to happen next, if this is going to happen, I'm like, well, worrying is just slowing it down. It's not stopping it. But mm -hmm. getting excited for like what's going to happen next, that excitement generates the new story in your life, the new character yeah. you're going to play. And that's the brilliance of it. Yeah. yeah. So, so 
just wanted to mention the other little synchronicity that happened in my life. So um, me and my husband have been talking a lot about uh, mantras and the power of mantras since we've been listening to your show. And so one thing we listened to the orange episode and you were talking about <laughs> visualizing the orange and it will appear yeah. in life. And so anyways, we come up with after we listened to that episode is when we decided Jeff needed a mantra. <laughs> so <laughs> my Jeff, you know, we kept saying, enjoying the ride enjoying the ride yeah. he likes snowmobiles and stuff and then i had written into you and asked you for a book suggestion and you told me your book which was enjoyed the ride <laughs> yeah i got it too, yeah. too but oh that's awesome oh uh, thanks for the plug way. by the way <laughs> thank you that's but great he's just oh, about okay. done it he almost finished it for this episode he said he's got like 20 pages left. yeah Good for him. we're both yeah. really enjoying it and Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That the is fact cool. That we kept repeating that saying, and then <laughs> that's the book was just that's funny. <laughs> See, that's that's a, that's we learned to laugh more. And actually, now scientists have proven this, and it's very difficult to like you can't tell somebody to laugh, they just have to laugh. But <laughs> laughter is the quickest way to health, but there's no formula for that. So they tell you to eat well, exercise, those are things you can do, breathe. But laughing, <laughs> laughing is just something that happens spontaneously. But it's um, the funniest people I know are always open to everything, but see the ridiculousness and stuff, but not to like point and blame. It's we see the funny stuff in the way we conduct our lives. Mm -hmm. And that's to me, that's why when stuff happens, I don't get upset. I'm like, I have another funny story now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got, got another funny story today for you because mm -hmm. uh, I pissed Karen off for some reason or another. <laughs> And uh, I love you, Karen. <laughs> She's gonna be listening to this later, so. Oh God, but, Sarah. Yeah. What happened after the uh, uh, client who came up to ask you for that painting? Were you able to find something that he was looking for? So no, he said it was very specific. He showed me, and it was some weird name of it. Um, I explained to oh. him that, like my situation <laughs> sounded a little weird, but I said the night before I just found a train painting that I did. I'm like, unfortunately, yeah. I gave it to an ex-boyfriend, and I don't have it anymore. <laughs> and he oh, kind of oh, yeah. laughed. <laughs> yeah. So I guess, like, did your store carry this painting? Oh, no, no. It was just the some weird um, one-off. I mean? See what I mean? How cool that is? Like, yeah. there, that was absolutely the universe. And you know what I've never down. seen at the store either? They never have any type of 3D where like rocks were glued on. Like I've never even really yeah, seen yeah. that type of painting. That was just kind of my idea to glue on some rocks onto the train, like up front to make it look more like, like closer yeah. up. To give it the and, dimension. Yeah. yeah, and, and you, yeah you, sent, you sent us a copy of it. Yeah, it, we'll put a yeah. photo up on the screen right now. Yeah. We'll edit that in so people can actually take a look at yeah. your work. But you, you, I guess, like for I those listening, that. how? Can you see that? Yeah, no, oh, I can't really yeah see it's it. hard to see. Yeah. Well, no, we'll have Kayla edit. Oh it. yeah, we'll put, put it put it, it up on the screen. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. But so I still like when I think about this story, it still just blows my mind. Like I just, yeah. I'm still like, especially <laughs> coming to a furniture store, you know, to purchase a, a yeah. painting. Yeah, this is something that we found. So like that truly is such a sign from the universe saying, hey. Sarah, you're on the right path. You yeah. know, I'm communicating with you. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing is 
we're taught to be like so uh, to feel so separate from this world outside of us but as you start to to speak to yourself speak to the world around you etc you start interacting with this with this plane this plane of existence that we're again we call it reality all this science has proven there is nothing material about this world everything is vibrating particles and you know when you go all the way down you know we're just space and so to think that like our actual thought our intent is not sending any type of signal to this experience uh that's ludicrous it absolutely yeah. is oh yeah just yeah. in moment you had you experienced and i just think that is so fascinating yeah and there's plenty more to come that's the brilliance of it i think mm-hmm. once you have a taste of it it just keeps coming and i think well, that's yeah this where I, you know, years ago I struggled with this and, I, and a lot of people that come to me and talk about this, they struggle with it because they're looking for this defining moment. And I'm like, there isn't a defining moment. We're, we're in, you know, you know, it's continuous. The, the, you know, they understand that we're on, we aren't perfect. Well, the reason we're not perfect is because we're not done. So the perfection is the fact that we're not done. So we are perfect. Mm-hmm. So, so there is no defining moment. There's no, Everyone seems like, I want to get here. I'm like, there is no way to get. Where are you going? Yeah, because you start at peace, and then the world opens up. And if you could, you could dampen yourself and forget about, you know, put the veil on the peace and not experience the peace. But peace is what's there. Because you wouldn't know anxiety if you didn't know peace, period. Because if anxiety was your natural state, you wouldn't notice it. But we, we never, when we're in the state of peace, we never complain. But we're in a state of anxiety and depression, we complain. Why? Because that's not our natural state. That's yeah. the brilliance of it. So our natural state is peace. It's just now, how do I stay close to peace without the outside world stretching me too far out? I'm like, well, that's the game. That's the game of human mm. existence. Yeah. And I think a lot of that is um, is acceptance. It's allowing. As as these situations happen in front of us, you know, experiences with family members, friends, work, relationships, all of that, we we judge it and we say, oh, nope, this shouldn't be happening this way. If it happens this way, it's not going to work out how I pictured in my head. And that couldn't be any further from the truth. In fact, it's quite the opposite. As soon as you kind of start to let go, things tend to work out. In a, in, a, in a better, in a, a much better way that you could have never imagined. Yeah. Um, one way that I describe this experience is you ever seen one of those Chinese finger traps? Yes. I yeah. used that one. Yeah, me too. Yeah, you get that like the little Chuck E. Cheese. It, it took me five days to get out of that thing. <laughs> five days? <laughs> in high school. <laughs> right. Well, that is the perfect analogy for what this experience that we call reality mm-hmm. is, which is. The more we pull, the more we try, the more we struggle, the tighter everything gets. It's not until we just let go and relax that this uh, toy, whatever, you know, yeah. let's go, you know, uh, you release. That, that yeah. is like a perfect way to describe this experience. And as you uh, allow and allow and allow and not judge it and not say it shouldn't be this way, it's mm-hmm. crazy how this world starts to, to work out. How oh, did you feel when this person came to you and asked for this painting? Like, um, what type um, of emotion were you getting? <laughs> I just, like, my yeah, jaw right? dropped oh. right away. And I just, 
I thought of my painting immediately and I couldn't believe it. Like it was like a punk episode. <laughs> but I knew that it yeah, was right? first. <laughs> I knew it wasn't Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was just so yeah. <laughs> when he walked away, were you were left with this feeling of like Oh night, yeah, right? I went and told everybody. I called my mom. Yeah. <laughs> I called yeah. my mom when I was at work. I'm like, "Mom, you're not going to do this. What what just happened to me?" Like, I called yes. my husband. I'm like, "Jeff, like you you're not so, going to do this." And even he is like, now he's where he didn't really believe in this manifestation and things. Like, yeah. now he's like right on board. Like, we've yeah. been saying prayers at dinner, like thinking yeah. of the things that we want we want our chain gated water hole tiny house like just yeah, you know yeah, all of yeah. our dreams and we're really visualizing them to the point where we're like because we know that it's like that could happen so that that way that you lit up was because you felt it and you experienced yeah. it I, and that is that feeling right there is the state you need to get into mm -hmm. um each and every day <laughs> every anytime moment. You know, like, uh, yeah, it's just, it's this, it's this knowing that I am connected to everything mm -hmm. around me. We do this weird thing where for some reason we choose pain and we choose suffering. And it's usually because of, you know, just the conditioning. We, we mm -hmm. in the Western culture, we're taught that it's normal for things to suck and for things to be unsatisfactory and to kind of, yeah. if you're, if you're enjoying yourself, it's like, Hey, you know, what about this? Do you have enough money? Do you have do you have the house you want? Do you, what? Why are you so yeah. happy? And that's all total bullshit. And we we choose to play along or not. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just saying, like keeping up with the Joneses. Yeah, exactly. But we yeah. choose to play that, and we can we step back and say, no, 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 no. I I know that, but in what I'm, what I'm experiencing here, I'm going to experience out here. And it's hard at first because we grew up where, you know, like Frank would say in the beginning of this episode, you're given the name, you know, Sarah, you're given your um, culture, you know, where you're born, uh, you're given your religion, your Christianity, this is how you're raised, etc. And then we have to grow up defending this identity that you never chose, but you were you were told to believe because you're, you were saying, no, you are Sarah, you are this. Mm -hmm. And you're not any of that, you know, yeah. and that's what this experience of life is, is coming into this world and being like, oh, my goodness, I get to choose. You know, mm -hmm. I, I, I'm stepping into my awareness and my awareness is I am not the character. I'm experiencing the character. And as soon as I started to kind of get into this mm -hmm. uh, is when more and more of those synchronistic, synchronistic moments like you just described began to pop and pop and pop mm. and it was the universe showing me look man you're involved or well, this is a relationship this is symbiotic like how do you feel how you yeah. feel matters if you're looking for connection you'll find connection if you're looking for separation you will find separation and they've mm. done this uh scientific studies and they've proven this you know with things like the double slit experiment or whatever which just shows us that until we observe something it's infinite possibilities. It's yeah. anything is possible until we observe. So when we go to observe something as uh, today's probably going to suck, which is honestly very sad to say, but the majority of people, when they first wake up, it's, uh, 
another day of work. I've got to drag myself out mm -hmm. of bed. You know, I got to get in. that. That right there is starting their day saying, I want to experience shittiness. I want <laughs> to experience lack. I want to experience what I know I experienced the day before. That's yeah. what we're telling this vibratory universe around us. And then mm -hmm. we act surprised when it does suck. And we're yeah. like, see, I knew it. I knew it was yeah. going to suck. When we can easily flip that switch and begin to experience the bliss, the peace, mm -hmm. the love, the acceptance, the excitement that's all around us. Yeah. Yeah. So another thing that and I've been doing, you just made me think of it um, in the mornings, just kind of to start my day. So I have written like my B attitudes um, on like, so I read them every morning, like Jesus Sermon on the Mount. So I read each yeah. one of my Beatitudes and it just kind of helps me. Like, even if I don't want to and I wake up like, oh, I don't want to go. I, like, I'll go there and I'll read it. And then so now throughout the day, it'll pop into my head. Like, I am grateful for my challenges that lead me beyond my extremity towards God's opportunity. Like, and so the more I read those in the morning, and I've been doing that for about two years now, reading all of my Beatitudes in the morning. And that, that just, yeah, it really helps me kind of set my mind even if I don't want to, I just been forcing myself and it's probably the best habit that I've ever made just to kind of say, those See, things. I, yeah. And it's, it's some level too, like even take that and just soften it up because we're already that, like we don't have to do anything. And in the act of not having to do anything is when all these things show up. Because think about like, what activity did you really do for this guy to come in with the painting? Yeah. You know? It was very little and soft. So mm -hmm. sometimes people get hung up on like, oh my God, let's really get down to this. And then they start another curriculum of doing this stuff. And that could be another heartfelt mm -hmm. type of thing. So the more we loosen up and realize the true meaning of allowing is accepting everything. So if you're allowing, there's no such thing as a shitty day. Cause how do you define a shitty day? Cause it's raining out. Yeah. Like, well, we need rain on the earth. Like there's different ways of looking at it. But it just is. Mm -hmm. And in that case, the preferences and why you came here start to show up. So, yeah, the house will show up. The money will show up. But mm -hmm. if you start searching for that, it's like kicking the can as you're walking down the street trying to pick it up. Mm -hmm. So it's like it's, it's a very subtle entity because when everyone comes to these synchronistic surprises, they weren't mm -hmm. even looking for it. It just popped in. But they may yeah. have asked for it like 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. and it's letting go and when you let go of like I don't have to do anything today oh my god this feels good all of a sudden you you end up running a marathon mm -hmm. but if I have to do something today even if even if even if it's good like I have to go to the yeah. gym I have to make money today I have to do mm -hmm. this all of a sudden there's this tenseness on us and all of a sudden that could squander now okay. yeah You know, crush a thousand calories into this. And I'm like, at the point, we can allow yourself not to have to go, but you're going to want to go. The kid never had to go to the playground. They just went. So we want to get back to that childlike state in which Jesus came here to teach us. Mm -hmm. Where there was, that's why when kids were always happy, regardless of the situation. Because we weren't trying to get anywhere. So trying to get back to that mindset when we're not trying to get anywhere, mm -hmm. you're not going to be sitting on the couch playing Xbox unless you're enjoying your company with friends. 
this whole world opens up and you get excited. You're going to want to travel the world or start a new company or this and that. It's just, it's the expression of who we are. You know, the child that was excited and climbed the tree, the tree had not, the tree was a byproduct of their excitement, but not the causation of it. It was an expression. So we want to express life through love, but we have to be in the state of love, not, oh, look what happened. Now I'm in love. I'm like, no, I'm in love. This is why it happened. <laughs> yeah. Like that. yeah. <clears throat> Two things I want to bring up to you, Sarah. So one is what you were describing when you were talking about how, you know, getting up, reading the Beatitudes, that feeling, that connection, mm-hmm. what you're doing. So have you ever heard of the term neuroplasticity? Yes. Okay, that's exactly what's going on. Yep, that's exactly Mm. what's going on, which is you are firing new neurons. Mm -hmm. Your your brain, in that morning, you know, you're creating a new habit, a new way for information to travel. Um, Same thing. Now, I'm going to go like the second thing I wanted to mention, how you brought up that your husband, you know, unsure of manifestation, unsure of his participation. Mm -hmm. So there, there is never a time that we are not manifesting. (laughs) It is happening all the time, right now, in every moment, etc. And it's our thoughts, our feelings, our sense, what we're sending out. Mm-hmm. And so the same thing with the neuroplasticity, these tie in together. But your husband, for example, if he's having a feeling of, oh, this does not work. Oh, the, you know, uh, life's this way, whatever. He, it, there is no surprise why he is experiencing that. And then you see, as soon as he flips that switch with you, you know, and you guys mm-hmm. step in, into this creation, that now begins to show up. And it's like, whoa, 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 there's something here. I remember this <laughs> stage of my journey too, because that's how I was raised. Oh, what do you mean? You just, you know, where you keep your attention, what you're thinking about, what you're feeling, yeah. like that matters. Because we're taught that this there's this like um, absolute world outside of us mm-hmm. that's like happening no matter what, even if we're not there. And that's bullshit. Yeah. It just is. This whole experience is because of you, you know, I am a character in your story right now, just like Frank is, et cetera, just like you're a character in my story and how we Mm. perceive these is that um, experience that we call oneness. But so like um, for those listening, um, the way you approach, you, you know, how you look at something, don't be surprised when it you experience it that way. And that is what I mean when I say manifestation is always happening. Mm-hmm. It, whatever way we choose, whatever we're taught, whatever our dialogue, whatever our narrative is, we are writing the story that we are experiencing out here in our third dimensional reality. And so I like to bring that up because um, whichever way you cut it, your your husband's right. If he says, oh, yeah, this, this shit doesn't work, he's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If he says, yeah. oh, this absolutely works, he's right. And, he's and right, this yeah. is hard for a lot of people to understand because we're taught that there's this absolute world that is, mm-hmm. this is right, this is wrong, this is truth, this is false. Mm-hmm. And that is incorrect. That That is not what this reality is. That is not what this experience is. There is no absolute truth. The only absolute truth is the, the I am, which is, my experience i exist that that is your truth that's your absolute truth mm-hmm. everything outside of that is details and part of your your journey of remembering who you are 
Yeah, and what, yeah. Uh, to touch on what Mike was saying, in order, like, more practical way to get into the understanding of how this works, it's kind of like um, a TV. Um, now you have like Netflix, you have all these app um, online programs. Yep. Mm-hmm. You can, at, right now, in any given moment, every movie and every TV show is playing now. So we can uh, we can tune into, but a lot of people are tuning to things that they don't really prefer. But then I ask, why don't you prefer it? It's because they don't think they have a choice of anything else. It's not really they don't have a preference. They're stuck in the vibrational frequency they're in. Because mm-hmm. to what they may think is not preferential to somebody else, that's the kingdom of heaven. So there's no empirical um, truth to the definition of it. Why would you this way? Because we don't feel like we have the capacity to shift to different frequencies and characters. It's like mm-hmm. you know, Oh, it's not too long, but then all of a have to do it. Type of music on Spotify. One second, Frank. I think you cut out. Let's give her a second. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you cut out. Oh, yeah. Perfect. I'm just talking about like, understanding why we get into these frustrated moments and we would not prefer life. It's not the situation. It's because we've been there. If you were in kindergarten for years, it would be upsetting. But when you were in the first year, it was great. So we're always meant to move to these different shifting. And uh, what we're learning as human beings now is when to shift, when to let go, and when to allow type of thing. And if we stay too long, we start to blame the thing. And it's like, yeah, it's just here too long, you know? Even if you love pizza, like day five of eating pizza all day long, you're not going to like it as much. (laughs) So what we're showing is, yeah, the experience, the manifestation is already done. We just have to shift to it. I don't need to write a song. I just need to shift to the song I want to hear. Even if it's something I never heard, I go to an alternative station. It's already done for me. So manifestation is already done. But did I go to the place where I want to see something new? So most people are stuck in the um, in the merry-go-round or the, the, the revolving door, and they like, I don't like this. I'm like, well, the revolving door is fun to go through once or twice, but after mm-hmm. the third or fourth shot, you start getting dizzy. So we now we want to get rid of revolving doors. I'm like, no, it's not the revolving door. There's a limit or there's an expansion within every experience we have for one or other one. So the experience, everything that you all want to experience is already here. But just like every meal you're going to eat for the rest of your life is already here. Mm. We can only eat one meal at a time, one bite at a time. And this is where the understanding of stop trying to go anywhere. Because you're going to rush to the very meal to get to the next one. Now, when you do that, that's when anxiety comes up. It short circuits. Now you're stuck eating the same meal, so to speak. And then we blame the meal. So people blame mm-hmm. the outside world because they're stuck in it. There's nothing wrong with yeah. this experience. You're just done with it. And when you're done with it, oh, what's next? You just Boom. made me think you of um, yeah. when I first uh, was learning to drive, I was so afraid to drive. I would always think of the car accident that was going to happen and not actually be like in that moment of driving. I was always thinking of the terrifying, you know. And so I read actually, um, that's back then I got into Eckhart Tolle and that's where I yeah. uh, started learning all these different ideas and Eckhart really helps you t- try to focus on being in that now and, and that's 
that's Eckhart's different. amazing. Oh, and, yeah. and per perfect analogy, by the way. That so what you just described, Sarah, is where ninety eight percent of people live their lives. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, I, I can't go for that uh, business I wanted to open. Why? You know, I won't make enough money. You know, what if this happens? You know, this yeah. could, you know foil me. I'll lose my family. I'll lose everything. All of these fears hold us back. Mm -hmm. And it's it's the funniest thing because as you begin to step into this work and into this practice, you see that these fears, you can pop them like a balloon and you just, there is nothing, nothing holding you back other than this um, mm -hmm. uh, unrealized fear. And, yeah. and that, it was, that was a beautiful analogy and very well said. So thanks to Eckhart Tolle, you can jog on the freeway now, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> that's uh, a, yeah, and and I think, that, but that's I think that's part and parcel of, of being human. I don't want to take it away because we're sitting here talking about we have this show because Mike and I and you had to overcome stuff. Yeah. So I don't discount that. Um, you mentioned earlier because I always joke about this. I I feel that we actually are in a long episode of Punk. At any moment, Ashton's Kush is going to come out. That yeah. would explain a whole lot more than that, too. Because <laughs> from the, the human mind, on. like, it's very difficult. Like, what's happening in the world? I'm like, well, I don't know. But I, when I stay centered and at peace, whatever comes my way, I can deal with. So I try not to – I don't get caught up in that stuff. I'm not sticking my head in the sand by any means. Um, because from the human mind, it's very unconceivable why there's two major wars in the planet stop people see each other when – we have the most luxury in, in human history that we know of. Maybe mm -hmm. Atlanteans are more luxurious. Yeah. But, um, but here we are doing this. What's happening? I'm like, I don't know. And, you know, I could I could sit there and talk about a couple hours, but I would just be making shit up. Mm -hmm. But I know when I'm in a state of peace and other people come to me that are hysterical about it, I could get them or I could show them. I don't get them. They get themselves there. I could show mm -hmm. them to look at it differently and they actually become peaceful. It doesn't mean to stick your head in the sand, don't do anything about the circumstance mm -hmm. going on. It's quite the opposite. Then you're better equipped to deal with it at a higher level. Um, and that's kind of sure. what we're here to do is to realize, hey, the human mind can't conceive this. But when we go into the heart, the heart actually will supersede neuroplasticity any day of the week. Because the heart is very concise. The human mm -hmm. mind's like, should I do this? Should I do it? The heart says, do it. Do it now. And we listen to the heart. We do it without knowing why we're doing it. And it, it, the heart's not going to send you to do something that you don't want to do. So a lot of people out there that may be thinking, I should be a business person because I was watching this show. I'm like, well, do you feel like doing becoming a business person? There's nothing wrong with working with somebody. There's nothing wrong with working in like a cubicle. There's nothing wrong with that. But an entrepreneur is an entrepreneur. But entrepreneurs always tell everyone they need to be an entrepreneur. And I happen to be an entrepreneur, but I would never tell anyone to be an entrepreneur. It's so it's much just, work. <laughs> I, well, it, it is, but it was, it's almost like telling me I have to play basketball when boxing was my sport. No, like, I, you know, I like boxing. I like watching basketball. Love it. But um, I'd rather box. I was, and, you know, Come into the idea that that's my internal preference. But if someone convinced me that I had to play that and it made more money, it was more, I'm like, all of a sudden anxiety starts. So 
a lot of people are trying to sell people ideas of what how they're supposed to live their life. And everyone's combating. You need to be this. You need to have that. And I'm like, slow down. No, you already know. You came in knowing. You knew, you know, when you were a child. Now we're trying to react, uh, reacquaint ourselves with that childhood, childhood-like state, and bring it into this adult place we call adulthood. And it's just that becomes wisdom. You know, mm-hmm. if you're meant to be a CEO of a company, you won't be a CEO of a company. You, you know, and if it's a struggle, you know, there's going to be challenges. But if it's a real struggle, maybe you should sit back and think, what are you trying to do this because of the status? Or are you trying to do this because you're actually really good at organizing companies? There's a difference. Mm-hmm. And once we understand that's who we are at the core, because we are physical beings and humans, but the I am is the one experiences. So I don't want to exclude and separate the two because it's one. Because Tom Hanks was Forrest Gump at that moment. They weren't separate. But mm-hmm. there was also something knowing that he was also Tom Hanks. And that's, we have to make sure we don't just separate it, like we're going off and doing something. It doesn't matter. That gets people in a lot of trouble too, thinking like, oh, what's the, does it matter? Like, it matters to the to the human being and the soul is there just to guide it like the director does in a great movie mm-hmm. so we become the director and the great actor and we understand what great acting is we, we know when we do something well we know when we do something wrong why oh, just check it mm-hmm. go back look at it oh how can i how can i do this differently how can i do it um, more elevated wow Mm-hmm. But the way it, I did it before allowed me to elevate. So the way I did it before was perfect. This is a new new perfection coming in. So. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. How how did you notice, or, or what did you notice about your relationships as you began to uh, kind of step into this uh, practice, or to your higher self, your true self? Like, what did you start to notice about? Like not only the relationship, but the, re- the relationship with your husband, but also like with the, your family members or things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so definitely a separation, I would say. Um, mm-hmm. Like I guess, well, since I quit drinking, like me and my dad always used to drink together, so I don't do that anymore. Okay. Um, so I'm kind of living a, a different life now. Um, it's not that I was just said goodbye and. Um, don't talk to him anymore. It's just now I'm focusing on different things. Um, I don't want to talk about, you know, going to get drunk, I guess. <laughs> like I, I'm focusing on thinking about things that, you know, I guess um, provide like ab- abundance in my life in different ways, like in terms of like wealth or just friends and socializing with people and just so I guess I've, I've been moving away from my family quite a bit. Um, they're definitely all very into like work, 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 make money, money, which I totally agree. I mean, I mean, like it's we need to go to work and we need to make money, but it's very much um, just, you know, that negative mindset towards getting up and going to work and just, you know, I guess yeah, not being a happy. And rinse and repeat. Yeah, exactly. So I'm trying to distance myself in not a negative way and just 
kind of focusing on my own things and focusing on different things. Well, I mean, kind of like developing a new family with my new husband that I just married and focusing more on that, which, yeah, it's like a whole new life, really. Yeah. And that's in the nature of um, elevating to different levels. And it's not to say the level your your family's at is wrong. It's just you're done with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's not that yeah. they're not a judgment, doing something yeah. wrong or that like I'm like we're not fighting. There's nothing like that. It's more just I'm on a like a different area than them, different modality or however you. Yeah. yeah. Now, do you, do you find yourself uh, running into? People now coming to the area of synchronicity that are talking about things at this level um, that normally you don't hear at uh, cocktail parties or at the bar. <laughs> you see, interacting with people on talking about like say stuff like Eckhart Tolle and uh, yeah, definitely um, like some of the other, yeah. I guess um, like a um, kind of. Like, I've noticed a huge shift in my mom, actually, um, since I've been listening to all this stuff. And just the way that I've been around her has totally changed her to just look at the world in different ways. And the way she approaches things is now totally different. Um, so that's definitely an interesting thing. Um, other than yeah. that. You see how your light, your light is affecting her light. Yeah, the brighter you're getting, you know, exactly. that, that's that's something Frank always mm -hmm. shows. You want to be that beacon. You want our job isn't to tell people how to live, what to think, how to feel. Mm -hmm. Except no, our job is to rise to the be. state that we're meant to be at. Yeah, mm -hmm. and then others elevate to you. It's like a natural, like um, tuning. It's almost like your mom's yeah. tuning to your higher frequency. Mm -hmm. You know, it is. Yeah, it's very interesting. Yeah. I've even noticed when yeah. I've been walking around the yard, um, my neighbor started walking. <laughs> I thought that was kind of interesting. Now my neighbor across the Very street cool. is walking around their house. <laughs> it's just yeah, funny yeah, how yeah, we yeah. can rub <laughs> off on other people, right? Yeah, there is. And again, this is one of the things they're studying now in science and quantum physics. Um, um, how This is actually happening on the planet. More and more people waking up and... Mm -hmm. And the thing is, I always say, like, I remember telling telling someone a story. They were asking about my son. He's 20 years old. And like, how's he doing? I'm like, you know, he's doing really good. He's kind of, um, you know, break into life. He's really excited about life. And, and they said, well, it's because you're always happy. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, how do I know if it was him making me happy? It's to me, it's a chicken, the egg. I don't take responsibility. Mm -hmm. It could have been the, the, the reason I'm saying this is like, I don't know if it was my choice or it was a choice inserted into my head, almost like the idea when you're driving to work one day, it, it dawned on you to pray to God for something. Where did mm -hmm. that idea come from? We don't know, mm -hmm. but it came to you and you did the prayer. And then when you started work, uh, the gentleman that was looking for the painting made this whole complete understanding, but where did it come? It just came out of the blue and, because when we let go and allow, we step into these other frequencies where these other ideas came from. Like Einstein didn't intellectually understand equals MC squared prior to it actually coming into his idea. And then it took him 10 years or so to publish it. And now mm -hmm. we all intellectually understand equals MC squared. But prior to that, 
It was something that's popped into his yeah. head. Where did that come from? We don't know. But what we do know is if we stay open, more at peace, these things flood in. And that's why mm -hmm. I say, I don't know, it could have been my son's elevation that elevated me, you know, um, even though I like to mm. take credit for things, <laughs> take full credit for that. But that's the brilliance of it. Because if we start to take credit for it, then when the weight of the world comes on our shoulders again, oh, my neighbors mm. are unhappy, so therefore I got to pick up the speed. Like, no, don't put that weight on you as well. Yeah. Is this this cosmic mm -hmm. thing going on? And the brilliant thing is for you, when you noticed it, when mm -hmm. an idea came in and say to pray to God, you did. You could have said, no, nah, I don't have time for that. But you did. Mm -hmm. But where, where did the idea come from? That's that's the essence mm -hmm. of what I always spark like, ah, that great feeling came in, the idea came mm -hmm. in. It oh, makes me think of yeah. Jeff, he's always saying like, why do I need to learn these things? I just want to go work on my snowmobile or, you know, like work on this. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, but see, if you're not coming from that place of that deep, um, peaceful place while you do that stuff, then you're not going to be doing the right stuff, I guess. No, I, I see what you're saying. Mm -hmm. you, you don't want to, you don't escape. It, it, it shouldn't be, oh, I need to escape to go work on my snowmobile. Yeah. I want to work on my snowmobile because it brings me joy. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Like not to go make a bunch of money. Or because I want to get away, but yeah, to but and when you're doing it from that place is when you get the best results. <laughs> yeah, and because we often do, we often put in the um the topics like okay, I'm gonna go meditate to feel peaceful. I'm like, you're not gonna be peaceful, trust me. Meditate to meditate, go for a walk to go for a walk, and by proxy, those things occur. If you're mm -hmm. going to work to make money, you're going to you're going to be a slave. But if you're going to work because yeah. you enjoy it, and whatever it is, it doesn't matter what it is. Like I enjoy company of people. All of a sudden, money will show up. And money will come. It does. Mm -hmm. But when you do it for for the money, you're always let down when the check comes. Like, oh my God, mm -hmm. work, this wasn't worth it. Because we're always looking. Because if you're looking for the the commodity. It always, because even the money comes and then money goes, especially in this economy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, it, and it, I just joke about that because the economy's always been the same. You know, people talk about it up and down. It's always been the same. Oh, it's always been up. It's always, yeah, it's been, always up. been the same. Oh, yeah. um, in a sense, you know, but mm -hmm. it's when we get lost in doing something. Like, you know, you think about like musicians, like high, high value musicians that make a lot of money, right? Now, like the Rolling Stones, they don't need to ever tour again. So there's something else that brings them on stage. It's not the mm -hmm. money. It's because they find immense joy in going into a stadium and having 30,000 or 300,000, how many fans they may pull in, being all unison in one time, listen to one of their songs. And at that moment when they're playing it, everyone, I mean, everyone, even Mick Jagger to the guy that's always at the back of the stadium, is in one uniform conscious state. Connected. They're connected. Mm -hmm. That's why they do it. That's why we all do it. And mm -hmm. because of that, you're going to get the money's going to come. But I think it, they would do it anyway yeah. for free if the money wasn't there. That's what they do. Mm -hmm. It feels good, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah.
what areas have you seen for yourself come up as areas where you have felt stuck, Sarah, on, on this journey? Because a lot of times as you're going through and leveling up and doing the work you're doing, you're going to experience mm-hmm. areas where you're just like, ah, you know, I remember that very vividly on my journey <laughs> and still experience. And, and what are some things that uh, have got you stuck, if you will? Hmm, stuck, like, I guess maybe just um, still uh, working my way into being able to talk to people, um, being able to have those conversations, um, because I just really excluded myself for so long from talking to anybody, like even my family, and I just kind of lived in this really just lonely, just state of so I guess I would say kind of building those relationships back and learning how to do that without, I guess, beating myself up. Like I did the, the wrong thing, said the wrong thing. Um, but yeah. yeah. Well, Definitely. here you are. Here you are. Yeah. Here you are on a podcast. So you've proven yeah. that. You're, right you're, right doing right. <laughs> you're, doing, you're doing perspective shift. So you're doing yeah. <laughs> it. feels pretty good. Right. Too. Yeah. yeah. Good. So you're, you're already there. Mm hmm. So once you face the direction in which you're going, you're already there. You're just going to get more of there. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, for sure. So a lot of people think they're not there. That's why mm-hmm. we're already there. We're already there. Yeah. The illusion is that we're not there. But, you know, mm-hmm. we were born, you know, how many years ago, depending on how old you are, you were there. Now you're at a different there, a different moment in their yeah. time. But but we play these weird games like I ought to be somewhere else. I'm like, there's nowhere mm-hmm. else to be. It's the funniest thing. Now, when I change my state and how I feel, this moment feels great. But if I'm miserable, it doesn't. But why am I miserable? Mm-hmm. Because I'm here. I'm like, you're always here. There's nowhere <laughs> yeah. to go. There's nowhere yeah. to go. It's, so laugh at that. There's nowhere to go. There's really nowhere to go. I love the the definition of insanity, which is, as many know, all know, you know, doing the same thing over and over and respecting and expecting different results, right? Mm-hmm. So by definition, our society, our cultures, our world, we live in an insane world. We wake up, you know, we, we run out the door. We, we got to get things done. We got to mm-hmm. go buy gifts for holidays. We've got to do this. We've got to do that. And we're expecting things to just change. And it isn't until you're at the stage where you're at, which is, oh, I can participate in feeling this way. Oh, I can participate in, you know, identifying with those, that set of thoughts, that set of habits, yeah. you know, that I, you know, that I've identified. Yeah, exactly. 10 years, 15 years, et cetera. Or the thing is about the insanity thing, which I, I always joke about, yeah. like if you were born in an insane asylum, you wouldn't know you're insane. That's true. So, like we notice other people, uh, we call them insane because we're breaking out of this um, way of living. But they can equally say we're insane and they would actually be right. Correct. So it's because we're breaking out of like, like, wait a minute, you know. And it's kind of like the end of Truman Show when he realized he was in the movie. But the, the actual, the joke wasn't on Truman. It was on the people that spent their whole life thinking or pretending they were his friend. And then mm-hmm. once he left, they had nothing left to do. So they were the joke, not him. Oh, that yeah. was the brilliance of the, the end of that movie. That was if you don't realize, I'm like, 
without him they don't know what to do anymore yeah so it's kind of like that's how life is and it's like you wake up like oh, wait a minute and you have this funny thing like oh my god and it's kind of like but it's kind of like a cosmic joke in a very playful way i don't think we were taught poorly i thought this is kind of how like my my dad would do it my dad would mess with me to to raise me to a, another awareness but he <laughs> did in a kind way like you know parents will have the kids go look for something that doesn't exist why would they do that well it, it gains a little wisdom by doing that <laughs> you mess with them zen, zen buddha zen masters used to mess with their pupils <laughs> just to mess with them but that's what they gained is strength so I look, that's how I look at life. Life is like in, mm -hmm. I'm in a Buddhist monastery and it's just messing with me. And I'm like, but I don't fully know if it's messing with me. So I'm not quite yeah. like, it's like, like it's it. But then the awareness, yeah, like at any moment. But like when I'm alert and I'm aware and I'm at peace, I could see things coming at me at a, at a pace in which I can deal with. Mm -hmm. But when I'm like worried, I can't deal with anything. I can't deal with a damn email if I'm worried. It's true. Yeah. But when I'm at peace, I'm like, you give me 20 emails, I can deal with it right now. I can, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like I'm always um, explaining to Jeff. It's like that blank screen, and then you have all those different things on top of the screen that just clutters it all up. What? Sorry, you're cutting out. And Must be my poor connection. So it's pretty windy I out here. Get into that, that nice state. Bring it on, baby. Are you? Oh, no yeah. problem. <laughs> what were you saying before when you were moving your hands? Oh, um. So I was just explaining that I'm always trying to explain to Jeff. It's like you are the screen. <laughs> And then all your feelings and things that happen in your life are the projections on the screen. Um, yeah, it's so. a, yeah. yeah, that's the best way to see it in life. Yeah, I guess just, that's you know, the best way to explain it, but I can't physically explain it. You know. Is it, isn't it? No, no, no that, that's a great way to explain it. Yeah, there's probably no better way to explain it. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, Plato uh, also had that with the Plato was a, a series of um, okay, you know, uh, became so identified and attached to uh, a projection, if you will. Mm -hmm. That's what we're experiencing. That's what mm -hmm. this uh, reality is. If science has proven that we don't have matter, there is no matter, you know, it's, it's all space mm -hmm. <laughs> vibrating very, very quickly at a rate we couldn't even fathom, then what, then what are we experiencing? We're experiencing light. We're experiencing uh, experience. Yeah. yeah. Experience, experience. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah. So it's kind of a, a cool letting go See, a lot of the spiritual work, at least for me and my perspective on my journey, a lot of it is letting go of these ideas that certain things are so concrete and that the world is black and white and that there is an absolute right, there is an absolute wrong, and all of these different things. And stepping into this 
it's this and that. It's not just this or that. Yeah. Hmm. Well said. You know? Yes. Hmm. Pretty exciting stuff. Yeah. <laughs> what what's uh what's uh like a goal that you and Jeff are working on right now or what's something that you guys share in? Um, goal that we're working well, I guess um we're kind of have this dream to build a tiny home one day. We have a, uh, a nice little house, but we just have a dream to to renovate and have a nice little tiny home on, on the water, maybe have like a little water hole, water pond. Um, nice. Yeah. Yeah. You, you need to start visualizing that together. It sounds like you're yeah. asleep. You know? That's what we've been doing every day. Yeah. There's one, actually, there's a pond down the street. And it's funny because just the other day we saw they were digging and we're like, that's it. They're starting to do it because we've been starting to think about it. There you go. Seriously, though, hold hold that thought and, and yeah. really lay into it because yeah, well, when you do build that, we're having you guys both back on the show. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, also tell too, you like, as soon like, as we get that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, notice like planting a seed. Once you plant a seed, let it grow. Like you don't don't go too like you think about when you said that prayer um, mm -hmm. on your way to work that day. You just said the prayer and it was done. Mm -hmm. So plant like in other words, you already set the the goal and what it looks like now get on with your lives yeah and watch it show up mm -hmm. try not to because when you when you go day in and day out thinking about it you, you're realizing you don't have it you're creating resistance yeah yes. so yeah, exactly. be careful about yeah like every once in a while like oh yeah like think about it, but don't be like okay we gotta think about this tonight i'm like no, every no, dinner no, like this tonight. is what we're thinking about no <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. You're creating resistance. Yeah, so okay. it's pushing it away from you. Yeah, than bringing yeah. It just, just like a farmer plants a seed, they know it's going to grow, so they don't stand over it. Mm -hmm. Plant it, it's done. But you only have to ask once, and it's the universe has really been hearing a lot better than me. Karen has to tell me five times before I get something. <laughs> <laughs> but the universe hears it right away, and then me trusting it allows me to move in a direction where I'm going to find it, so to speak. And then bam, mm -hmm. it happens. Bam, it happens. That's what we call synchronicity. Yeah. So just like when you wish for God for something spectacular happened that day and the, the gentleman mm -hmm. showed up with the rock, that's to the universe, him asking that and getting your dream house is equal in value. We put the distance between it. So almost act as if you don't need it because you don't. Yeah. And then watch what happens. It's beautiful. It's beautiful how this works. And that well, is the work. Now the I've been is, wondering. Be nice you, yeah. Now I've been wondering if maybe it's it was a sign to tell me I should start painting again. So. Uh, yeah. Take it. Yeah. Do you feel? Yeah. Do you like to paint? Does it make you feel yeah, good? Yeah, I do. I'm in my flow when yeah. I paint. So. Yeah. I might get back you into know, that. <laughs> yeah, your kids. You know, painting and stuff and, you know, actually is the expression of your flow. That's why a lot of times you get an idea of something, but you, mm -hmm. if you don't feel like if Einstein did it wrong with the theory that came to him when he was a young boy, we would have never knew what equals MC square was at the time in which he presented. It would eventually came out, I'm assuming. So when you have an idea to do something, even if you just go and buy the canvases, and that's all you can muster up for the day, follow mm -hmm. that thread. Follow your excitement as far as you can with zero insistence on how it's supposed to work out with the most positive attitude towards it and watch your life expand. 
That's a Bashar quote, by the way. It's not a friend quote. <laughs> but if you, it, it really is a formula for life. So yeah. if you feel like painting, if, if you just make it to the store and buy canvases for that day, that's, that's all you need to do. And then see mm -hmm. what happens. Because that, that's the journey. It's like if I want to go somewhere I've never been, I put the address in the GPS. GPS knows where I am. It knows how to get me there. But it only can reveal one bit of information at a time. Make a mm -hmm. right-hand turn. And if I fulfill that right-hand turn, it will then grant me another one. Yeah. So a lot of people just have ideas, but they don't like. So you and your husband want uh, this beautiful house. Well, when you got excited about it, it's like, hey, let's go get a cup of coffee. Go get the coffee. Where mm -hmm. is that? Like, you, we don't know where it leads us. Eventually, you'll get to the place where you're close enough to the destination where you can start seeing other mm -hmm. signs that, like, oh my God, it's about to happen. But in the beginning, it's very arbitrary. But I trust, like, people trust the GPS more they trust their higher self. Like I wrote in my book, The Guidance System. Mm -hmm. They trust that more than they trust their higher self, which is a very interesting thing, but because we never taught to trust that. Mm -hmm. And that will send you um, impulses. And so when you feel like doing something, act on it as best you can. There's no perfect mm -hmm. way to act on anything. Yeah, so, and yeah. I'm trying to do that and more just live in the moment instead of, because it's so easy to start overthinking, like, oh, okay, well, yeah. I'm become an artist, a starving artist, like, I'm not going to make money, yeah. this and that, and yeah. the other, right? But when you live yeah. in the moment and just enjoy, like, like who's to say I need, like, millions of dollars anyways? Why am I even thinking about that? Like, that's just... Yeah, and at the same time, don't exclude the millions of dollars. Don't try to, don't exclude, but also to, don't try to figure out how to get it. Yeah. As much money as you need for your experiences, that will come to you. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. and then some. You won't have to worry. You won't have to stress. You won't have to, you know, uh, plan. All of these things that we were taught are just ways to really, you know, kind of keep us from getting into that vibratory state, which is mm -hmm. I am at peace right here with everything I am. I, you know, I trust that the world is unfolding exactly how it needs to be in order to bring me to my, you know, highest and best purpose, you know, or what I'm trying to accomplish. Yeah. I try to remind myself of that, you know, too, because you're right. What, what amount of money is enough? Yeah. Who knows? You know, <laughs> what, what, what's the journey? What's the path? You know, do you need millions? Mm -hmm. You might. And if you do, it will show up. But that's the thing is, Again, we were so taught that, oh, money's the only thing that's going to bring you happiness. And we all know that's not true. We've known this is, has not been true for at least 20, 30, 40 years now. And it's been publicly discussed. You see it with our uh, actors, actresses, songwriters, rock stars, etc. Money is not happiness. No. So why do we keep pretending that it is? Yeah. What are we really searching for? Freedom. We are searching for freedom, you know, and how do we get freedom? We have to give it to ourselves. And we were taught that that's not a possibility. We're taught that it is given to us by an authority figure outside of us. We are validated by the world outside of us. You are not this until something outside of you tells you you are that. And it's that's what we're breaking away from. And man, does it feel good when you break away from it. Yeah, it's kind of like if you picked up something heavy, say a water bottle or whatever, and you walked around with it for five hours, the mm -hmm. greatest relief is putting it down, which is the most simplest act you could ever do. It's 
It's called letting go. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're if Earth is ever the teaches anything, it's let go. And when we let go, we don't fall. We actually rise. Because if I was holding something, it's actually making me weigh heavier. But when I let go and I step on a scale, I'm actually lighter. So lighter actually represents a higher frequency. So the more we learn to let go of, the more of the things that we want to acquiesce with happen. We see it. I go mm-hmm. higher into the va- and onto the mountain. I could see the valley uh, from a more broader perspective, and I can see how everything works. And and I get it because you have to experience this. Yeah. Intellectually, jargon doesn't help people overcome this. You have to experience it. And when people experience it, like these little synchronicity you have, will lead you to do more and lead you to do more. That's the way it's supposed to be. Um. But but us talking about like I can never explain to somebody how great pizza tastes unless they've had it, and if they had it, I don't need to explain it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it's just I could probably get them to eat it by using like, hey, have you ever eaten a donut? I'm like, yeah, well, it's not really like a donut, but it's just as satisfying, you know. <laughs> okay, I like donuts, so they might eat the pizza, you know, and they're like, oh my god, you know. And that's what we're doing with perspective shift. We're trying to get people to eat donuts. We're, <laughs> well, that, but we're, let, we're letting people know, like, like just in your story that you're sharing right now with us, Sarah, it gives people this sense of hope that, like, hmm. oh, God, something's out there. Like, that story you yeah. shared, that synchronistic moment yeah. of that gentleman walking <laughs> your place of business and asking for something that you guys don't even sell yeah. on the day you ask for a sign. Oh, my God, yeah. that's a synchronicity. And and that's what this experience is about, is allowing ourselves to open up to those types of experiences. But if 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 that morning you said, oh, none of this matters, none of this, uh, you know, uh, the the world's out to get me, and you Mm -hmm. closed up and you separated, that gentleman would have not walked in. That situation would have not happened. And that's the thing, is we think that, oh, that would have happened anyway. And that's not the case. No. And it it won't change until you go for it. It mm-hmm. won't change until you try because you have to have the belief. Because like we, we've been talking about this whole time, it works no matter what. And so those who are saying this doesn't work, this isn't true. The world is a scary, dark, bad place. Well, you, you are correct. Yeah. You are correct. And yeah. that's that's <clears throat> the, the point of this dual dualistic uh, you know paradoxical world that we live in mm-hmm. How, what do you think yeah you're right that's the world we live in and we just haven't been taught that we're taught that there's like this absolute baseline world out yeah. there that did, no matter what no look it's no 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 that is not the case mm-hmm yeah very well said yeah it's, i always tell people start looking at life like a book the book is already written. Every single word in the book is there. Every chapter is there. It's done. The end is there. The beginning is there. Mm-hmm. But until you read it, you don't experience it. But it's already done. That's how life is. It's already done. What experience you can, how you can experience it. And people are like, oh, I don't know if I'm on the right page or whatever. I'm like, if you take any book and read it, you just flip to the page, so I'm chapter five, and then go to chapter uh, 38 and flip around. If you end up reading every single chapter of every um, of that book, at the end, you'll understand it. Absolutely. You might be a little confused based on the author's linear perspective on how the story was told, but you would understand yeah. it. 
but you have to read every chapter. But we tend to read it from the beginning, front, um, from the beginning to the end, in the way it was um, authorized. But you could still, if you read it at different pages, you, you'll eventually get it. And that's mm -hmm. how life is. So people are like, I don't know where the beginning is. It's right here. This is the beginning. It's right here. Mm -hmm. This is the beginning. Moments, a new beginning, or it is the beginning. Mm -hmm. like a new question of how we're going to do it. And that's the present moment. Every time your heart beats, yeah. you're a new person. Yeah. Yeah. We, we want to thank you for sharing your story because, um, again, it helped me. I like that little me story, too. you know, little story, the great story about the um, painting. Me too. That was, you know, yeah, fun. For I can't me. make that shit up. <laughs> yeah. I also love hearing the dialogue between you and your husband yeah. because that's where a lot of us are at, which is ex the exact conversation that you and Jeff had, which was, mm -hmm. hey, you know, there's something here. And I don't know about this, you know, et cetera, which is, you know, yeah. the conditioning, the world we grew up in. So the experience that you shared today, a lot of those listening are going to be able to relate to that, you know, with their, you know, partner, significant other, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And, and know like, Hey, just keep going, you know, uh, keep doing keep good pushing you there. There's yeah. Yeah. Just because we all have to come into this stuff on our own. Cause there might be someone that understands this more than me, and I would hate for them to interfere with my experience yeah. because it's mine. We all have our own mm -hmm. experience, but there's a reason you and your husband are together. Um, and, you know, there, there is a little tug of war once in a while, but be, be very playful with that because let, we can't get into the order that we think we know better. We know different. And mm -hmm. we're knowing at a different level now. And, Definitely and trying you, to pull realizing. back on that one and let yeah. Jeff go to <laughs> Work on his machines more. Yeah, because, yeah, Smart. yeah, every human being on this planet is a spiritual being. You know, people mm -hmm. are like, are you spiritual? I'm like, everyone's spiritual. We're just experiencing it different. And I would never, ever think I'm doing it better. Mm -hmm. And your vibration is affecting him in real time. Oh, for and sure. Yeah. Yours, yeah. You're, you're, you know, yeah. so hold that state and you'll be surprised. People and friends and family that you see a major difference in, like you saw yeah. with your mother, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, I'm already seeing it. See that all over. He's already yeah. telling me stories about how much happier he is at work, just um, kind of thinking about things differently, so. Yeah, and, yeah. and another way to look at it is when you see the change in your mom, it's actually you're seeing the change. Because your mom is just a reflection, me and Michael reflection, just like mm -hmm. everyone around me is a reflection. So, when I see something in them, it's me I'm looking at. So mm -hmm. if I see something I don't like in somebody else, I, I'm like, hey, what, what's in me that I need to yeah. uh, rather, you know, rectify and get over mm -hmm. rather than try to get them to stay, you know? So yeah. the, every, like, everyone in your life is your spiritual teacher, if you want to look at it that way, without, mm -hmm. without them assigning themselves as such. They really are, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Um, like even, even when you were drinking, that was your spiritual guide. Mm -hmm. It was something mm -hmm. there that you learned that you had to go through. It seemingly came out on a different path from it. It's like, wow, it's this amazing story. You don't want to take that part of the story out. Mm -hmm. um, that's a big part of the story, but yet nonetheless, sure. you know, where do you go from here? And that's the brilliance of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. 
Well, Sarah, we're going to have to have you back on the show as soon as you and Jeff manifest your new uh, <laughs> no home, home on the lake. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, no the lake. You know, Definitely. Uh, yeah. Water. Yeah. You know, yeah. It, it seriously was. No, thank you so much for having me on. I mean, I really thank love you. your book, too, by the way. Uh, Jeff's almost finished, so <laughs> thank you. You said you had another book? Thank you. What was your other book? Do you have another book? Um, I mean, they're, they're actually fiction books. Yeah, what it's uh, published yet. I'm, still, I'm looking for, because that book I self-published, the other books I want to traditionally publish, but the other ones okay. are fiction books. Yeah, so... Oh um, yeah, I yeah I like I like to tell stories as okay. you can imagine. So I get a kick out of writing down stories. So yeah, oh, well, maybe That's you can send me yeah. a couple of the books and I can get those ones too. <laughs> okay, so. you got it. I love right. that. Thank you so much. Well, much, much yeah, love thank to you. you. Thank you. So right? nice meeting both of you. <laughs> so right. great to meet you. We'll check in with you. You know, we'll be in touch and we'll okay. chat. It's just thank you for sharing your journey with. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, thank you for having me to share it. And I hope that it can help someone out there. I'm sure it will. It will. Thank you, guys. Perspective Shift is brought to you by fdailycoaching.com. If you're seeking assistance to help navigate you through a difficult time or feel challenged to reach your full potential, Frank Daly can guide you to a perspective that will allow you to utilize your imagination and experience a more fulfilling and satisfying life. Frank has been working with people for over 20 years as a coach, helping them understand the power they have to transform their lives.